0: everybody welcome to not my forte episode three we're episode doing it
1: three yay
0: halfway there right
1: yeah there's only six episodes
0: this yeah. season i am your host megan cottrell
1: and i am her friend amber franzman co-host extraordinaire
0: and we're gonna figure it out figure it
1: out we're gonna try to
0: and you took notes this time so i did I'm,
1: I'm very you've excited. been so organized and like put together and i've been kind of winging it the last couple episodes so i thought i'll I'll take a few notes and just kind of uh jot down my thoughts as i watch it but the first thing that i took notes on though i listened to our episode two earlier Mm -hmm. today and after listening to it i decided to look up to see if those drinks from the birthday party were real so i did that that was the first thing
0: so this can be like a new segment I don't know what what can we call it where well, we're talking about previous episodes.
1: Mm. Previously on.
0: Previously
1: on not my forte. Here we go. Okay,
0: what did you write down?
1: So, the purple passion punch. I couldn't find an actual recipe for that. Mm. I did find lots of strands of weed. Like that's what got pulled up when wow. I was looking it up was different strands of weed. That tracks actually. Yeah. That,
0: now I can't
1: unsee that in it my mind. It makes sense. Lemon gingerini. That's a real drink. It's vodka gin, lemon juice, ginger simple syrup, and then you rim the glass with sugar. So that was a real drink. Mm -hmm. Seems like that actually might be a pretty good drink.
0: And these are all for your Letterkenny drinking game that I know you
1: all are playing. Whenever you guys decide to have a super soft birthday party of your own, you can have a now a drink list. Exactly. So the one that sounded the weirdest to us was the apricot Toblerone cocktail. That's not a real drink. I found apricot cocktails. None of them sounded good with chocolate. And I did find a Toblerone cocktail, which actually looks amazing. That and sounds great. I can't drink it right now. Yeah. But once I pop this one out, we'll make some Toblerone cocktails. Because <laughs> it's... A- oh, and I looked that up, too. So a Toblerone bar is milk chocolate, nougat, almonds, and honey is what it's made oh, of. Oh, so. okay.
0: That sounds good, though. It does sound good.
1: <laughs> and the drink, you rim the glass in chocolate... You've got Kahlua, Frangelico, Bailey's, Heavy Cream, Honey Syrup, which I had never heard of. No,
0: I've not heard of that either.
1: And then you do shavings of a Toblerone bar on top. Ooh. It's like, it looked so good. If you like those kind of sweet, desserty kind of drinks, that would be right up your alley.
0: When I first started drinking, I thought I was cool because I always got white Russians. I
1: still love white Russians.
0: I love... White Russians. I've never had a black Russian.
1: What's the difference? It's not got the cream to make it white. Okay. But I think the cream adds to it. When it's the black Russian, it's like too much liquor for Mm -hmm. me and not enough balance.
0: I will say cream mixed with any kind of alcohol does seem precarious. (laughs) Especially if you
1: get it. I have a hard time ordering white Russians out. A lot of times, depending on the bar you go to, they don't go through their like their milk or their cream very quickly.
0: Yeah.
1: So you could be getting something that's kind of old. Mm. <laughs> I guess I remember I ordered one somewhere. Oh god, I can't remember where we were at, but it was like curdly looking. So Ooh. I didn't drink, I just sent it back. I was no. like, I'll just have something else, but it was like this is really old milk. I'm not gonna drink it. <laughs> yeah, I know. White Russians make you feel fancy.
0: It does. It feels a little fancy. It feels like you're like, like you're a grown great. up. Yes. <laughs> I'm grown. Was
1: that all... Um, so, uh, the two two more. Mm-hmm. The Flirtini, which we were right. It was pink. It was raspberry vodka, triple sec, pineapple juice, cranberry juice, lime juice, and then you muddle raspberries Ooh. in the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it looked very, very flirty, very mm-hmm. pink. That was That's another one that I don't think I've ever had, but I will try it. And then the uh, sparkling mango sherbet float was the easiest one to make. It was just mango sherbet and then you just top it with sparkling wine like oh. a coke float only yeah. with that
0: does sound tasty m-
1: yeah it was super simple two things but yeah i looked those up <laughs> well if
0: you all are playing the letter kidney drinking game we pretended to make up
1: um, it should the be last episode, it, it should be real now
0: this will get you trash this episode because it's all about the f word and not not our favorite f word but the other one the other f word just to say this up top Amber is not a big fan of the F word, and I am not a big fan of it either. So moving forward, we're going to insert the word fluff for the word
1: fart. That
0: is the last time I will
1: say that (laughs) on this episode. You could say to me all day long, and I would be fine. But that other F word just makes me cringe Mm. to my core. I completely understand. So Fluff. So unfortunate because this was the episode you started the actual series with. Mm -hmm. It was the first episode I ever watched, which caused me to not want to watch anymore originally. It's like, no, I don't, I cannot get into this show, but I'm glad another chance.
0: I'm glad you stuck with it and and made it to episode four, which I don't even, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm trying to keep them separate until I. Until we get to it. Yes. Yeah. I almost watched it. Because I always watched an episode the day of recording again, but then I almost watched episode four. I didn't want to get them confused, though, so I I restrained myself.
1: I have noticed sometimes we get a little bit, I don't want to say off-topic because the topic's Letter Kenny, but we'll go from episode to episode, Mm -hmm. so I I did the same. I was like, all right, just watch episode three, just have that one in mind.
0: Lazy focus on episode (laughs) three, and it's hard because, you know, well, family out there, this is not my favorite episode, and it's definitely not Amber's
1: favorite episode. Not, not at all. Probably I least favorite, honestly. Would
0: like to hear from the ones that this is your favorite episode. I don't know. Just send us some feedback on that.
1: Let us know what the draw is there.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, so um, I'm going to be editing a lot of ums, but it's just me <laughs> now, so it's fine. Season 1, episode 3, aired February 7th, 2016. Again, the writer Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney, directed by Jacob Tierney. And the synopsis for this episode is, Dan's fluffing inspires a genius idea for the Hicks. Fluff book. Yay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. There's almost a sense of dread going into this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get so excited every time we come to record And today, I would get excited, and then I would
1: remember what we were going to talk about. And I was like, yay. I was the same way. I was like, we're going to record tonight, and I get to see Megan. And then I was like, oh, it's this one. Yeah. (laughs) If we were playing the drinking
0: game, we wouldn't even remember it anyway. Exactly.
1: (laughs) We'd get halfway through it and then not remember what we were doing.
0: Okay, the cult open says, you got a bit banged up after work the other day. It opens up with Wayne and the crew seemingly I guess drunk or kind of drunk in front of the produce stand. Drinking, at least. Yes, they're definitely drinking. And I will say, outside of the fluffing that goes on, the actual interaction with the characters that's happening outside of that is really some great writing. I forgot until just today rewatching it because the Dairy Wayne going back and forth scene is really just kind of hilarious.
1: And that's what going back and rewatching the episode. I hadn't after that very first initial watch, even when we started the whole season over and I started on episode one, we skipped Mm -hmm. three after that. I didn't rewatch it until you and I started this podcast. So this is two years later that the rest of the episode, if you take all of that away is actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's just not what the episode is about this time.
0: And I can't remember the year that the social network came out, but they're doing an obvious homage to that. But here's the scene. The Hicks are sitting around the produce stand. Katie is getting on Wayne's case for not pulling up a stump. Wayne and Daryl argue whether or not Dary's van can do the job. Dan spends the entire conversation ripping fluffs. But I do, I love the interaction with Wayne and Dary. Some of my favorite comments, because I guess Dary's van's kind of a piece of crap, and Wayne is, is
1: giving him some crap about that. But he has that defensive, like he loves his van and he's going to defend it. It, it can might get be a the job piece, done.
0: Yeah, it might be a piece of crap, but it's my piece of crap. But you can't, his, you don't say that. My favorite part was, Dari says, There's is, two things I don't like about you, and it's your face.
1: <laughs> that was a line I'd forgotten about, but I enjoyed it. Man, look at that. We got through the cold open in like three minutes.
0: I feel like it might go like that this whole time.
1: I'm trying to picture. Dairy's van in my mind too. Do we ever see it? I picture like one of those big not a work van and not a minivan but those ones from like the late 80s early 90s that had yes. like a sliding door like yeah. double doors that open that kind of is a creeper van. Mm-hmm. It's
0: big enough to have a hitch on it obviously.
1: And for some reason I picture it brown.
0: Yes I do too. <laughs> do it's you? so funny. I was just sitting here thinking it's brown and it's probably like Got rusty and like some chipped paint. Chipped paint definitely is too funny
1: that you picture it brown too.
0: That just screams dairy. Dairy. It just is very
1: suiting to him.
0: You said my van could be in a demolition derby. So when Dan's sitting there fluffing, they just kind of ignore it.
1: He must do this all the time, I guess. Well, and that just—that's not my type of humor. But I guess that I don't know. You just sit around and do that with your very close friends and they don't mind, I don't... Yeah. It's not my culture.
0: <laughs> it's not me either. I have great friends that I would not do that in front of.
1: I can't picture, you know, like you and I sitting here and doing this podcast and just like casually... <laughs>
0: one go, fluffing away while yeah. the other
1: one just has nary a care about it.
0: Why is he doing this in front of Katie, is my thought, because he obviously... Has kind
1: of a crush on her. Takes a
0: shine to her, and I don't know, it just... But, well, she doesn't really comment too much on it.
1: Well, and it's at the very end of the episode, but Wayne says something about not doing that in front of girls, and I agree, like, there's just certain things that... Less likely to crawl into bed with you, as he says later on. You just, you want to have a little bit of mystery about yourself, but that just doesn't equate to being a man of mystery.
0: Do you think he sees Katie... I mean, he obviously thinks that she is attractive, but do you think he sees her as a little bit of a sister almost?
1: Probably. Like one of the guys to a certain extent, or somebody that he's just comfortable enough around to do that, I guess.
0: I am not going to say who, but I do have people in my life that I know of where their families they're comfortable enough to do that and just, yep, that happened. (laughs) And I am not that way. Even in front of my family. Yeah.
1: No, maybe my sister. But that's about it. Even Nate and I for like we've been together for ten years now and it took us a long time yeah. to do it at all. And even now, like I still don't I don't just like Yeah like, let yeah. something
0: rip. I understand same. While Wayne and Derry are going back and forth, Wayne says, I'll come over there and talk to you. <laughs> I just love their back and forth because they treat each other like brothers. So Katie kind of instigates she says something a little flirty
1: That's what I appreciate about you. Is that what you appreciate about me?
0: And she does that all the time, you know, just kind of giving him a hard <laughs> well, time. Dan's
1: always saying what he appreciates about her.
0: But then Wayne turns around and to Dan says, "You need to take it off five or ten percent, there, buddy." And instead of he's been doing, "Oh look, the ground," but this he, time he's, "Oh look," you know, he, he just looks up, up, up at <laughs> the sky. He kind of looks around But but like you said before, I appreciate that Wayne does say that to dan instead of katie because Mm -hmm. it's almost a feminism type of deal that
1: he's you can act how you want to act and you should not be treated by guys a certain way based on how they perceive you perhaps maybe so like even if she did say something that he could have perceived as kind of flirty you can still kind of pump the brakes on that a little bit and and then he does if wayne tells them to chill out they're like okay and then yeah. they chill out. That's another
0: thing it's kind of bro code that you don't, you know, leer over somebody's <laughs> sister. So if you're if you're good buddies, you don't do that.
1: Even if the sister looks like Katie. Yes. And she's gorgeous. Yes. And say even from a from a female standpoint it'd be a little bit hard to not leer at Katie, but you should not do it. Yes. <laughs> and at the
0: end of the scene Wayne says, "Heck, you wouldn't mind a quick heads up from a fellow who's about to steam press as Calvin." <laughs> oh god.
1: That's just so gross. It's
0: so gross, <laughs> and I just can't. I have nothing to say about that. That's yeah. just. It is what it is. And then we jump in the episode, and then we move on. The group discusses Dan's fluff, and Derry and Dan wish others could have heard it, which I find is weird. Maybe guys actually think that kind of thing. Yeah, he know. says
1: at one point, if other people could hear it, I think it could like improve their day or something along yeah. those lines. And it's like. What? no why how this but would not improve my day there's an underlying metaphor <laughs> and in the sense of that everything they say makes sense when they're comparing it to like you said like the social network and Facebook and things like that and you know the whole all the crap that you put on your social media other people just don't care about it near as much as you do yeah it's not really gonna make anybody's day better but you feel like oh hey but when they turn it to the fluff it just... No, it's not going to make anybody's day better. And perhaps it's easier to realize that when you put it in terms of fluffing and having people exposed to that and wanting to share that. But
0: they do a good job of replicating the social network movie in a way that kind of shows the innocence of what they wanted it to be originally
1: the idea of what they started out to create versus what it was it turned
0: into which became monstrous really i mean everyone everything and everyone is on facebook it seems like now Mm -hmm. they talk about the idea of fluff book you can tell that there's this background music and it's like dramatic
1: like chariots of fire or something like empowering music yeah and they do the
0: jump cuts from face to face you can see they're coming up with an idea of what is it going to be and then they all say fluff fuck <laughs> and it's just this great empowering moment <laughs> this
1: big magical moment of for
0: fluff literally book. only them because that's terrible
1: <laughs> Because there's not a market for that anywhere. Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm sure that something (sighs) has happened. I don't want to look at it. I was going to say, I'll leave that Googling to somebody else. I won't investigate that.
0: (laughs) So Fluffbook's going to be where you would be able to post and rate your fluffs and share them with your friends. Dan says they'll need to call up the internets.
1: (laughs) Because it's an entity.
0: (laughs) Yes. You know, you got to get your phone and call up the internets. And then he realizes you can just skip the middleman of the internet, of the internet. <laughs> as Wayne says. But having Stuart build it. Hard no. Hard no. I love how he just immediately is like, the You will. Like, eight, nope. He's pretty aggressive when it comes to Stuart. Mm-hmm. Even later on this episode, which we'll get to. But he's always foot
1: down when it comes to anything to do with Stuart. Mm-hmm. And... We talked in the uh, the last episode, episode two, about Derry and Dan comparing all of the places they've they've hoovered the schneef. Oh, yeah. And we wondered if Wayne had ever done that. But it seems like he's not the type to get into any kind of drug use. And I think that's a big thing that he has because he says a better idea than doing business with a meth head. Anything. I'm pretty sure that's the biggest thing he has against Stuart is yeah. the drug use. Yeah. Just because he doesn't really want to be around it. And then also he doesn't want Stuart around Katie. That's, that's, that's a big one. probably a bigger thing. Yeah.
0: Well, he doesn't want the hockey players around Katie either, <laughs> but he has less of a, a good reason other than he thinks they're douchey. Yeah.
1: They're just annoying and <laughs> douchey to him.
0: Wayne says there's nothing funnier than a fluff except maybe kids falling off bikes.
1: Well, there's nothing better than a fart. Except kids falling off bikes, maybe. Fuck, I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> I could watch kids fall falling off bikes, bikes all day. day. <laughs> He's kind of mean to kids in this episode,
0: too. Well, my thought was that popped up from this, because, you know, Josh and I aren't planning on having mm-hmm. kids, but does Wayne not
1: want kids? See, I don't know. I wondered that when I was watching this episode over again today, because... It's like he he talks about how he, he could watch kids fall off bikes and then how easily they're entertained. Like oh, they could watch keys. It's but like he literally know.
0: says, "I don't give a, <laughs> a shit about your kids." Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't give a shit <laughs> about your kid. because everybody thinks that their kids fluffs are unique and special, and that was something I, Like equating it to the that underlying metaphor, and I'm guilty of this because I I have kids. And every time they do something that I think is cute, i like, oh, hey, look what yeah. my kid did. It's so cute. And to me, yes, it's so cute. And, you know, there's, I'm sure there's people out there like, oh, yeah, that's cute. It's never going to mean as much to someone else as it does to me. Their fluffs <laughs> will never mean as much to someone else as they do to them. It's, it's not that unique and special.
0: It got me thinking because Jared, I guess, was married in 2018, I think, and him and his wife are just adorable. But... It made me think, Well, he's writing for this character. I wonder if Jared doesn't want kids. I don't know. Potentially. Or if he feels akin to this opinion in some way. They don't I know that him and his wife don't have kids
1: as far as You know, you said know that right he's now. married and I was immediately overwhelmed with jealousy.
0: <laughs> I blacked out in rage when you said he was married, so I did not hear anything you just said. <laughs>
1: Megan and Bi- Megan and I are both married, happily married. And I was just like, Damn this lady who's married.
0: actually since instagram facebook news articles stalking these cast members basically everybody's in a very happy relationship Uh. (laughs) darn it (laughs) but Uh, seriously we we, we wish you all the best but maybe low-key jealousy
1: (laughs) congratulations
0: they've specifically though mentioned gail Derry says Gail would really appreciate this.
1: Probably just because she's so vulgar.
0: She is. That's true. It was just a strange thing to and it does. I I don't disagree. I'm sure that Gail would because she's an oddball yeah, like that.
1: She is, and she's also she's not shy. She's not right. uh, timid about herself. So mm-hmm. I guess yeah, she would be a good person to good test subject. Yes. To try this out and see how it could go.
0: Stewart and Devin come to the produce stand to discuss ideas because Wayne was outvoted two to one. They're but, big on voting. Yes. So Stuart's going to be involved now. They've decided they'll build Facebook, but for fluffs. In exchange for 30% of the revenue, Wayne is skeptical, but Derry shakes on it, noting that beggars can't be choosers. 24 hours later, the skids return and demonstrate the site on a laptop. Stewart explains how it will work and shows them his profile and the hicks compliment his fluffs.
1: That was my next note was just Stewart's profile, how he has on like juggalo makeup made me chuckle. (laughs) Just his posturing through the whole character from the email addresses in, his, in the last episode, just like how he presents himself to the world with the juggalo face paint in all of his pictures made me chuckle.
0: I wrote quite a few notes on this in particular episode because I paused on every single profile <laughs> to read all the information. It was rough because, you know, I mean, we're not really in love with the content of this episode, but, I honestly, but the profiles themselves
1: are pretty funny. I fast forward through most once they get going into the sound effects. Yeah, I fast forward <laughs> until they were done.
0: When they're talking about building the website, they say something that I really don't like. I hadn't realized that they they say this often. Derry says, "How are we gonna f- that pig?"
1: I must have fast forwarded that part because I don't remember.
0: Oh, they say it a few Do different it. episodes too, and I I didn't realize it until I caught it in this one, and then I you know caught it later on. I don't like that. I was like, Barry, stop.
1: Why sayings for there's lots of ways to do something or, like, way to get something done, they seem like they're always terrible. How are we going to furda this pig? Or, like, there was one. It's not, I don't even think they ever say it on this show. It just reminded me of it when you said it, like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. I hate that saying. One, I love cats. But that would just seemed, like, horrible. Why would you do it in the first place? And why would you know multiple ways to do it? Ugh. Like... Sorry, that was a complete tangent. But. No,
0: it it was just upsetting in the small personal way,
1: I guess, because you don't want to think about something like that. You like to think that they're nice guys.
0: Yes, I think that's what it is. It's I think Wayne says it at some point, and oh, I
1: know oh I no. was like Wayne, you do you're better than that. Yes. Do better. And
0: then I also just found it funny that you know Dan doesn't know how the internet works. <laughs>
1: That he came up with an idea for a website and doesn't understand the workings of it. And
0: he's not, I mean, well, I don't know. He could be so much older. We don't know. No one knows.
1: Back to the age question. Anyway. Well, when they're still talking about building it, I made a note of when Dan, he says he can fluff on command. And so they're going ahead and recording Mm -hmm. his right there. And one of them, he's like, oh, I could do, I could do better. I'm like, no, no, you know, it needs to sound, like, organic or something like that. Yeah. Like, you don't want to try too hard. Yeah. don't want it to be too staged. And Wayne says something about, like, when you take a group photo and there's always that one person that's bursting out laughing at the exact moment. Like, and then he just pauses. He holds
0: <laughs> it for, a, like, a good beat.
1: And then he's like, you're not fooling me, bud. That, that part was funny to me. Because, because there is always it, one of you. There was, there is. And I remember in college there was a girl i didn't really care for her you know i didn't dislike her she just wasn't my favorite but she was one of those people who every single picture she was just like ah mouth open like she had been caught in that moment Mm -hmm. because we all you all everybody knows somebody yeah who does that when they're talking about people who they can involve they say you know we can get gail we can get the hockey players and we can get da 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 they say should we get the ginger and it made me laugh because the skids stop who are these Meth users, producers, live in their mom's basement. Even the skids are like, Very did you hear that guy, Ferda? An ostrich? Even they are off-put at the idea of having to go to this guy.
0: said, oh no, I thought it was Boots. Ferda. An ostrich. <laughs> did they both? So,
1: N- And then maybe. Wayne says,
0: would probably take two people. Ferda. <laughs>
1: an ostrich. But it was just funny to me that even these... These people who are supposed to kind of be like the lowest of the low and letter Kenny are still off they put by even, this guy. They don't even want to have to go ask him to be to part of out. their their social uh, experiment. They
0: don't and want to hang out with what what's his name? Ginger. The Ginger.
1: <laughs> and that's when I started fast forwarding.
0: Before the skids come back and have the big reveal of Fluff Book, they're sitting at the produce stand. And I believe this is when Dan is talking about Jav and Pete. You <laughs> there's so much gold in the crevices of this episode
1: i just couldn't get through all of this all of the fluff sounds i couldn't do it megan well,
0: he's talking about going to jive and pete's house with his cousins and i think jive and pete was so drunk that he pisses on himself in his own house down his basement stairs and he's like oh that's your house and he says oh but well that's your house <laughs> and i just loved the way <laughs> he turned it around. <laughs> like, that's your house. it's your house. <laughs> yeah. And then Devin and Stuart show up and, you know, they're like, we did it. And Devin does this thing before they do the big reveal where it looks like he should be whispering in Stuart's ear. But he's just standing there.
1: Like, really close to, st- I guess I did see really,
0: this. Really, really still for a minute. And then Stuart turns around and he acts like Devin had told him something. But you see his mouth. His mouth is not moving. <laughs> They're so strange. R.I.P. Miss Devin. He did a really good deep metal voice and he physical humor.
1: He had that part down. Yeah. I wonder if they'll ever bring him back. I don't
0: know. And then they do a little bit more of a the social network homage. And then Devin, when they're there, he's also kind of he's like making fun of the Hicks. He'll say something seriously, and then he'll say something as though he's them. Did you catch
1: that? I know what you're talking about. He says something like he's Dan.
0: Yes, he pretends like he's Dan. Yeah, I can't remember what he said. Like he thinks he's being so funny. That's information's eyes wants to know.
1: Yeah, like Um, that's something I could. Yeah, but he says it. Like he's like he's Dan, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of it. My note from
0: that about Devin was is, he's basically, is he not just, like, asking to get beat up?
1: I know, and Wayne started fighting again. But I guess maybe he feels like since they are, like, collaborating, he's safe, I guess. My, I was
0: just thinking, who does he think he is? Because I wouldn't sit there and make fun of Wayne's good buddy. Or
1: Wayne. But in fairness, I don't know if he thinks things all the way through. Like, they have the intelligence and the ability to create a website and provide these algorithms and things like that. Yeah. But not the common sense to not poke at the hicks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't piss Wayne off. No. They ask if you, we should allow geolocation, geo-tracking for your fluffs. And Wayne says something about that being super complicated. But my favorite thing that he says... No. Why not? Because it's too complicated. It's like algebra. Why you got to put numbers and letters
1: together? Why can't you just go fuck yourself?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I died. There is such good gold in this episode that got overshadowed by the fact that- By the fluffs. Everything else is just not my jam. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, they could have probably remade this episode with any other kind of thing in place of that. And I would have been able to watch it easier. I don't know. (laughs) But again, it's just the metaphor- for so, how, how much of Facebook is crap, you know? It literally. Just, like, yeah. It, it's basically the equivalent of fluffs, but people think it's crap. They're I mean,
0: getting very meta.
1: Yes, it's very, very much so. Because he talks about, they talk to Katie about how she's putting her cat's fluffs up there. Because mm-hmm. she thinks they're so cute. And like, oh, nobody cares. Nobody thinks it's cute. <laughs> like, Still, you're the only like, one. You're the only one that thinks that. <laughs> But that's exactly how Facebook is.
0: So when Stuart comes to explain everything to them, he says that you can upload a picture with your fluff and the sound, obviously. And he shows them the example of his profile. Wayne says that's mint, which I'm assuming means it's a good thing. And he said it in the context of saying that it's a good thing. And he likes the sounds of the fluffs that Stuart had.
1: It did see the part where the skids are showing the hicks and they're, Al he almost like tears up like his his vision has come to life <laughs> I'm like Berta. get yourself together, sort yourself thing, out,
0: <laughs> yeah, he treats it as though his beautiful vision has come to fruition,, yes. and Amber and I are over here
1: unimpressed, <laughs> so that's all we have to say about that, that's all we have to say. We will get through this episode, <laughs> Megan. It's not like the other ones where it's like, oh, I love this, and let's talk about it forever. It's like. <sighs> Take a breath. We're almost done. (laughs) Some more fun stuff does happen (laughs) later on.
0: So this says, Dan is the first to set up an account, fluffing three times into the computer, which let's just wait a minute there. No one is fluffing
1: on my computer. Get your own computer if you have to. It did make me laugh when Stuart was like, I would suggest using a professional recording microphone. Yes.
0: (laughs) What? Devin's face when Dan's doing it too. He's very uncomfortable with the situation.
1: But then so complimentary. Like, he compliments him afterwards.
0: Yes. Dan's disappointed in his third, but there he says he needs to keep it because you don't want him to be staged, like he yes. said before. <laughs> and that's when we get the wonderful Wayne face. It's a really good face. <laughs> and too. he
1: does hold it for a really long time. Yeah.
0: And they decide on all the people they're going to recruit to beta test it, they decide... I think they actually say Gail,
1: obviously. Yeah, because again, I mean number one choice. I would have said Gail before Dan. Yeah. Or Stuart. True.
0: And then Glenn they say to get the Christians on board. Yeah. Jonesy, Riley, Katie, and decide not to use Ginger and Boots because of
1: previously <laughs> stated reasons. Because even something this vulgar can't have somebody that vile involved.
0: The way that they pick Dan to set up the first profile besides Stuart is because he says he can <laughs> Oh. Oh,
1: Megan. So sorry. No. I knew I was going to do
0: it at least once. He can fluff on command. I'm so
1: sorry. Lord help us. It's probably not going to bother anyone near as much as just me.
0: I will literally bleep that out. (laughs) So he says he can on command, which is gross. It is
1: gross. And I wonder if people
0: can actually do that.
1: You know, Um, people can belch on command, but the other one just seems... I don't know. That seems like you're playing with fire. Trying to force it out like that.
0: Oh man, I had a note to ask Josh about what
1: he thought about the suggestion of a professional studio mic. (laughs) I thought about you guys. I thought about you guys and your nice professional setup that you have here. (laughs) He would probably
0: find it very inappropriate because you're basically ruining a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) And Devin's holding his computer at the angle for Dan's butt just so and then we have the hype guy they they're hyping him up they tell Dan what a great job he did
1: they are all very like supportive of of his um effort that he put into it I guess you would call it
0: oh well the next scene is the montage of bros. that's nice. what I went
1: through I, yeah I didn't I, didn't I, I was gonna watch say it. I
0: imagine that you I you skipped that. <laughs> yeah. through that
1: So I have nothing to add for the next couple of minutes. (laughs) That's fine.
0: (laughs) I have quite a bit of info that I gathered from the montage. Okay, (laughs) because I paused on everybody's profile that I could, and things we learn in the montage. Gail's profile. Her name is Gail Sheboink, (laughs) which I I honestly I'm I'm embarrassed to say this honestly thought that might have been her last name at first. (laughs) It's not. Fun fact, it's not. It's not. And her post, which does come into play later, says, send to 10 people or you'll have bad sex the rest Chain of Chain mail. Life. Yeah. Sorry. And she really leans into that computer when it's her turn up on the screen. I know you didn't, uh, you probably fast forwarded, but <laughs> yeah. she's, she's up on that bar and it is unfortunate. She has her foot
1: on the it's bar. It's unfortunate. Oh. <sighs>
0: At I, the bar Gail, that
1: people drink at and sit at and order food, I want, possibly.
0: I want to support Modine's, but you're losing me <laughs> with your hygiene. Again, I wrote down health score question mark. Yeah,
1: just drinking out of bottles and standing. <laughs> God, I can't. I can't even. The
0: montage continues. Instead of liking something, you smell something. So oh the God. like button is a smell with a little nose. That's
1: kind of cute, I guess. <laughs>
0: Katie's profile's called Katie Cat. Katie
1: Cat, I did see that. And then
0: Stuart's is Stuart Fluffs. Stewart's last post said something along the lines of sample the skid marks. Oh god. I know, I'm so sorry. I knew you were gonna <laughs> I knew you were gonna have a problem with that. But in their defense, it's... that's a really good play on words. In the
1: context of this episode, yes, it works.
0: I love a good pun. That was very gross. And <laughs> we see that Katie hasn't liked any of the hockey players.
1: Far. I did make a note Fluffs. of that.
0: So. Oh, Megan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't finish it. plus You got it's yourself.
1: Just... That was amusing to me because, again, it just corresponds, correlates with Facebook so much. Oh, you liked, liked their posts, but you haven't liked any of ours. That
0: was so serious in high school, college it meant something yeah
1: it was very significant and Katie's just like what I mean what but I understand from somebody who has dealt with her fair share of jealousy in the past I understand like hey why are you liking their post again like you said in like high school early college years that was something that was a big deal
0: yeah it was hard to get too deep with my thoughts on this scene because <laughs> the hockey players are in the shower and I was distracted <laughs> But I just found it funny that, I mean, well, this is a conversation that would happen in everyday life. When I was in college, I would have conversations with my friends about who was liking what. And it was posts actual thing. And you would think that it meant something so much more than it probably really did.
1: Hell yeah. I mean, I lost my train of thought. I was thinking about the hockey players in the shower. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What do they do? (laughs) You! 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 Holy
0: fucking yip. Well We are talking Y to the E to the W you I'm looking at
1: you Come on, give me a big ol' you boy!
0: Okay, Shower <laughs> Thought. One, one that I did actually have while that was going on. They must be showering in some sort of stadium shower. And so I kind of got off on a tangent and looked up to see if Sudbury had a hockey arena because they have to also have an arena because they have all these.
1: Yeah. They have games and practices and locker room meetings that they, that they do. So
0: I looked it up and Sudbury does have a junior league team. I just looked up to see if they have a skating rink or um, an arena and they have both. (laughs) it's canada yeah they have a team called Sudbury wolves hockey club so it's a junior hockey team and for junior hockey you have to be from the ages of 16 to 21 after that you go to senior hockey which is where we
1: so that's the hockey players later on yeah. when they go from junior to senior okay i wondered about that
0: Now, with that being said, I don't know if you can't play senior until you're 21 or if it's just a restriction that after 21 you have to play at least senior. If any Canadian or just hockey fans know that, write us and let us know.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about that. I wonder if you have to play junior before you can play, you know, like if it's an advancement rather than just an age specification. Like, unless you've done junior you can't move on to senior. Like, it's a prerequisite.
0: Possibly. I also found this out. Dylan Playfair, who is Riley, his dad is apparently a pretty big deal hockey coach. Really? Up there. Yeah. Hmm. And he played junior, I believe. I don't know if he played senior level hockey. But that's what he was doing before he acted.
1: The hockey players on the show, even though you don't see them play a whole lot of hockey as much as they talk about it, it seems like they have to be able to know, like, the basics of skating and puck handling, so yeah. that he played hockey in real life. That that makes sense.
0: Jared, Nathan, Dylan, and Andrew and I think Tyler all played in a beer league hockey together.
1: <laughs> together? I mean, yeah. That's a hockey game I would go watch. Oh my
0: gosh. Make that happen. I know that Letter can Be Live is a thing, but I would go watch a hockey. I, would game. I go bet go they watch would love hockey. that too. Hey guys, make that happen. This Ooh. is just
1: a suggestion from some fans.
0: Speaking of that, I'm going to go watch an Ice Bears game sometime. I think I'm going to try to do it on a Sunday so I can, like, get pumped up for for our Tuesday for, recording. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anything hockey players. I'm down. I was trying to figure out if senior level hockey was, like, semi-professional hockey. If they got paid for it. I, don't, I just didn't know how it worked. Because the the hockey players don't do anything that's else.
1: What I, when you said that, that made me think. Do they get paid for this? Or is it something that's just, like, a sport that they pay to do like
0: i would think that they would have to get paid for it because, because it
1: doesn't seem like they have a job
0: yeah other don't have than anything. they play hockey it takes so much time for them they wouldn't have time for a job anyway
1: yeah it's basically their life their appies and nappies and crackies and sandos and and that's life yeah and that's it but they have to be able i mean he's got a pretty nice jeep. G- you'd have to be able to afford that because again there's no parents in letter kenny
0: yeah there's not any parents or anything Riley and Jonesy, I believe, lived together in this universe, and Dylan and Andrew also lived together outside of the did they show. really? They, they did. They did. Before they... I think they were living together when they found out they were doing letter candy.
1: That, for some reason, makes my heart so happy. Yeah. It's like art imitating life, life imitating art. I don't know.
0: There's a hockey movie, and I should have written it down, but there's a hockey movie that they previously played brothers on, and they either were already living together or started living together around that time. And then Letterkenny came into the scene later on. And Jared Kiso, when he got the TV show picked up by Crave, he made sure that Nathan, Andrew, and Dylan didn't have to fight for their roles because they had already been in the clips, like the little YouTube channel clips, and that's what helped make it so popular. So he
1: wanted to make sure that those characters yeah. remained characters. He,
0: he fought for them to have their parts. He said it wouldn't be right for them to hear that people are auditioning for their parts that they made popular. That basically. they created. Yeah. yeah. Good, good for him. I know. that Jared Keeso seems like a really
1: great guy. That's what I was about to say. I really hope that his wife is happy with him. <laughs> Damn it, I
0: hope you're happy. <laughs> he says in a terribly angry voice. Okay. Back to the episode. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Can we just talk about
1: about Cherokee for the
0: rest of the episode? Anyway, so problems emerge with this fluff book. Stewart criticizes Gail's spam to her fluff book posts and threatens to suspend her membership. Now, this is the beginning of bad Gail, I guess I'll call her. Because this is really where she starts to slither
1: around I li- so again, this was the first episode I ever saw, and I asked Nate, "I was like, what is wrong with her? There's something wrong with her. Why are we watching this? I was so uncomfortable with all of her like undulating and her oh god, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. The Sorry, Gail. and yes. the screaming.
0: <laughs> it was a lot, but okay. Gail is my least favorite character. But stepping back again and watching this episode. Her physical humor is just on point. She's killing it. I
1: don't know how they could watch her do that and not just die.
0: She gets so mad and does this very rough mini kick. She legit runs to that bike and is still screaming. It's so funny. I don't know how these guys (laughs) got through it without cracking up the entire time. It's so good. But it's so bad. But of course, Gail, she's... She gets mad and storms off. They get Katie in to talk to her as well because she's causing problems. She's, the group is worried now. Everyone will post kid and cat fluffs. Riley and Jonesy show up angry during all this because Katie has, like, Stuart's fluff but not theirs. And we knew this storm was brewing. I didn't pay attention too much, obviously, because of the shower scene, but we knew something was happening.
1: Again, they're each other's, like, biggest hype guy like in their corner no matter what it's for i don't remember how they described each other's but like you know didn't like this glory but whenever riley is describing jonesy and it's a three minute long wonderment it's his,
0: a, yeah it's a speech yeah it's a grade a usda grain fed something
1: like a non-animal tested cruelty free like <laughs> something and
0: Josie goes hey thanks buddy hey thanks, no
1: buddy. Problem,
0: buddy. i got you, man
1: They're so adorable.
0: And they say, this Duster's gonna think you want to wheel him.
1: (laughs) That's what liking somebody's post could indicate, according to the social media world.
0: Stuart's creepy, happy face, though, he is so pumped about it.
1: He's leery about, like, he's just...
0: He's creepy happy about
1: it. He is creepy happy, grinning at them. That would make me want to punch him in the face, too. And then she just tells him to go inside. Just go inside. She's so mean to them. (laughs) When
0: they're talking to these people, their profiles come up in between each one. And I even looked at the ads on the side. Did they do ads? They did ads. Legit ads. One's called Fluff Filter, which is the same thing as an Instagram looking social media app. And Gail's Fluff status is sheboink. See, I guess
1: I did miss a lot by fast forwarding through a chunk of this episode.
0: That kind of stuff, I don't. Think you would have caught it unless you paused it like I did.
1: Little details.
0: Yeah, they put serious detail in it. On the side, there's an ad that says twenty percent off fluff book ads. I mean, it looks like a legitimate Facebook thing that you just see now over on the side. Well, now it's like every three things you see is an ad. Yeah. So. You can pay with your fluff card. It's just insane. There was just so much detail put into it. So props to you, Letter Kenny. That was good a job. really good job. Gail's fluff type is
1: jaboinker and then they get to Glenn.
0: Yes. They get to Glenn, which is how we decided to call these fluffs because he says something later on instead of saying f you, he says fluff F-U. you. <laughs> and I thought, well that was just perfect. <laughs> oh, really quick to going back to Katie. Her fluff status is meow. This is upsetting to me that it's meow. I don't <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs>
1: It's kind of suiting for her, though. I can see that. She's really
0: leaning into that Katie Cat nickname. Katie Kat. Does it say what the uh, hockey player's status is? No, we never, we never see theirs
1: pop up. This is the more upsetting part on Katie's. You can't even read it. She's having a hard time.
0: Her last post said, smell my little kitty.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it so much. I don't Megan, like it. take it back. I'm so sorry that I made you know that.
1: <laughs> I'll never be able to not know that now. Sorry, I
0: just have, like, a few more notes about the Katie scene. When she first showed up, I was like, ooh, hmm. I like Katie in red. <laughs> that was, like, <laughs> she
1: does, she That girl looks beautiful in, in anything. Again, she is yeah. always just wearing, like, most of the time she's in jean shorts and a tank top. Yeah. But she does look very nice in red.
0: Yeah, and, like, it just shows her in her cute little outfit. And then... Pans over to the guy sitting there, and then Dan does this. (laughs) he, like, does this little wave, like, hey, Katie. (laughs) He's (laughs) adorable. He is so freaking cute. I also noticed that Devin's knuckles say furtough across.
1: I'll have to look at that now. Yeah. Does his jacket only have one sleeve? It does. Or does he wear only half of it? Like, I couldn't understand.
0: It looks like he he just...
1: Cut the sleeve Cut off of one side. The sleeve
0: off of both his t-shirt and his jacket. So he's leaning in hard. It's
1: <laughs> it's a look. At least he's committed to
0: it. I guess. So on her three that she has up on her profile, I'm gonna read you what they each say because you get like a little blurb for each one. <laughs> All right. This one's fine. It's well, it says fluff types cats. The first one says a o miss kitty. Fine. The next one says, wet cat in the tub. See, that's... That's not fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's starting down that slippery slope, Katie Cat. (laughs) I don't
0: like it. The rest of this is just talking about how the hockey players show up and they said, we should be napping right now, but instead we have to be here. Because you've been liking this, Duster's Fluffs and not any of ours
1: and we all know at this point that the naps are important they are vital to our hockey players happiness and lives and ability to play the game don't mess with the nap time exactly gotta get the w's boys (laughs) it's all about the w's boys which
0: at this point i think neither of them are playing very well or getting any play time
1: yeah i think they even mentioned that of their team that most of the time they're on the sidelines anyway. They're not even, like, prominent players. <laughs> but they gotta live that life.
0: Exactly. Okay, now, sorry, I kind of stole your thunder with oh, this. Now, no. now I'm finally out of my notes, but we're at the Glen scene. And he gets called out for basically creeping on everybody. He's friends with everybody, but he doesn't put up anything. He hasn't
1: posted anything, but he looks at everybody's stuff. Which is, especially for Fluff Book, very creepy, but... Again, with the metaphor. It's creepy to only look at other people's stuff on Facebook and never contribute, I guess. Yeah, if you're specifically trolling for it. Yeah. But his whole scene, again, he can't be in a scene that he doesn't just completely steal and it's not just gold. I love what he does in this from defending himself and being offended by what they're saying to him Yeah. to there's a part where he does, like, the Sharon Stone basic instinct leg spray. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not friends with wayne but i want to be Fuck, i just love him so much everything
0: glenn yes that's that's all i can say he's also smoking
1: here did you notice that i did notice that
0: i was really surprised because i don't think because he's the him. youth pastor yes but maybe it was for effect
1: could, well, because Sharon Stone's smoking in that part in Basic Instinct, so I think he was just trying to all-encompass that shout-out to her.
0: Yeah, he was very sassy here.
1: He, he's always sassy. God, I love Glenn. They
0: told Glenn that they were going to suspend him, and he was like, try your best. <laughs>
1: I have <laughs> millions, literally millions.
0: <laughs> he has millions of ways of hearing unlimited fluffs.
1: Which also makes me cringe because, Jesus, what if that's true? I'm sure it is somewhere on the dark web that <laughs> you could do that. Why you would want to, I don't know. But the fact that it is a possibility ugh, just makes me cringe. Sorry, I'm looking. at my no,
0: I'm one of those people that can't talk and text at the same time. I own that. That's me.
1: So yeah. I'm sure that that is contributing to my note reading. And You were typing something when I got here and you were about mid-sentence and then stopped and typed and then apologized. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. You're singularly focused on what you're accomplishing.
0: We're at 65 minutes, so we didn't make That's it. Longer it's longer than I thought it would be, honestly. did yeah, too. We're doing pretty good. I think we kind of get in, in a rhythm at a certain point and, and just kind of let it go. <laughs> After they're done with Glenn, they want to
1: kill it. It's done. It's dead.
0: They say it's tearing people apart now instead of bringing them together. Which my thing was. I don't know that it ever brought anyone together.
1: Let's be honest. They're so dramatic about it. And again, it's just a play to the social network and.
0: It's dead. a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: This but, whole episode. I'm sorry. I keep pausing because it just, no, is, you're just I'm like, at a lot.
0: I am a grown ass woman talking about this. <laughs> and I chose this. <laughs> I did this on purpose. So the Hicks decide they want to pump the brakes on Fluff Book, seeing the dissension it has already produced in the test group. They get into an argument with the skids over who invented Fluff Book, which is reminiscent again of the social network.
1: It's almost like, a, I don't want to say stealing from it, but it's like that speech where
0: they. It, it's, they take word for word scenes, especially I think a lot of Devin's role in this episode is he's basically taking monologues from the whole movie and using them as how he responds
1: to them. I wonder if they'll ever bring him back because. Again, the whole concept of this episode is not my favorite. But he is—he does a good job acting-wise in this one. Because, you know, it shows that he can be more than just like a metalhead skid. That he has the ability to be eloquent. And even though he's stealing lines from another movie, I don't know. It just shows kind of a different range. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was very
0: impressed with it. Because he could go from one to the other like that. I thought, wow, <laughs> this kid can,
1: can act. Yeah. And then he, he gets on his rant about it, and he's going and going, and they're even like, what are you doing? What question? Does that answer your condescending question? Question. And he keeps just going, like he doesn't even He hear does him. it as though
0: they're answering him in the way he wants <laughs> well, yeah. them to.
1: It's like he's playing out an argument in his head and not even paying attention to what their side of it actually is. It's just- <laughs>
0: not about them. It's about
1: him. Yes, he's having his moment. And then Wayne just smacks him. And he's like, "I don't, I don't know what just happened.
0: They The the skids are arguing about not wanting to shut it down. They take a vote. Because I guess that's how they decide everything. They take Everything, a vote, yeah. And it's decided that it's going to be shut down. Wayne literally punches and kicks <laughs> Devin. Because Devin's in his face doing the monologue from the social network. I'm coming back and I'm not coming after 30. I'm coming after the I'm whole, whole thing. Back for
1: all of it, all yeah. Of it. And then he just pops him
0: And Stuart... Just, like, cuddles him and walks him away. But before that whole thing happens, the skids are trying to talk the hicks into not shutting that down. And they say, you don't get to 500,000 or 500 million fluffs without a few. I can't even say that word. I won't say that word either. Without a few of those. But after that, he's literally quoting Eduardo, I believe is the character's name, from the social network. I'm saying, you better lawyer up.
1: Better lawyer up. Who's Coming that? after you. Andrew Garfield.
0: Uh, I don't, I, that might be who, I, I can't remember who plays him, but that sounds...
1: It's been so long since I've a, seen that movie.
0: It's been a minute. And then we have, it cuts to the canoeing scene.
1: Which I think is a cute little scene. It's not a big scene, but... I love that they're in like two feet of water, first off, and that Dan is the only one with a life jacket on. I
0: forgot that that
1: was the case. (laughs) I made a note of it because it made me laugh. Like, Dan is the only one with a life jacket.
0: Safety is serious. Safety first. (laughs) And yet Dan's the one hoovering schneef.
1: (laughs) That's probably why he needed the life jacket. He might have been all schneefed up. You never know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That boat is barely hanging on.
1: Above water. With the, yeah. <laughs> Three but,
0: men in that boat is a bit much.
1: I mean, Derry's an average-sized guy, but the other two are substantial-sized men. Yeah. I mean, they're not little. <laughs> and then the uh, the skids run up and reveal the bad news that Glenn has stolen their idea.
0: Yeah, they run up in a very
1: skid-like well, fashion. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: going to say, it's not there not, for these two. <laughs> not there for And even when they get
1: there, they're like,
0: Bent over, they can't breathe, and they say that Glenn's stolen their idea.
1: They do everything with such a dramatic flair, anyway. Even when they're not out of breath from having to physically exert themselves, the way that they present themselves and speak their phrases and everything like that has such an air of drama to it.
0: They are very dramatic. Mm-hmm. They're the drama kids. If this was a high school, if this was High School Musical. They're the drama
1: kids. They are definitely the drama kids.
0: So the, the scene breakdown says, The Hicks discuss the last few days over drinks in a canoe. Devin and Stewart run up and report that Glenn has stolen the website. The whole group heads to the church to accuse him, and he denies that he stole anything, pointing out the growth of the fluff culture, Christian fluff mingle, plenty of fluffs, fluff filter, even a site devoted to gluten-free fluffs. <laughs>
1: gluten-free. <laughs>
0: I love this scene for so many reasons. I'm going to see if I wrote down the music. The music is awesome. The slow-mo walking to the church is badass.
1: They're on a mission.
0: As soon as the music started and the slow-mo started, I was like, yes. This
1: is my jam. <laughs> I'm like, here for it.
0: Every time that happens, I'm just so pumped up about it.
1: <laughs> and then what does he say? Like, can't remember the last time five men came so aggressively in this church. Or can I? Like, he's That's so... Bad stuff. Double on Tundra about everything that he says.
0: Oh, I did. Okay, so I wrote down the song is called Mobbin by Grand Theft and Headspin for the slow-mo walk
1: into the church. I mean, you can't have a not badass scene to a song title like that.
0: Mobbin is just a badass song name. (laughs) You know they mean business.
1: But I do like when Glenn starts defending himself, they all stop and listen to what he has to say rather than just trying to argue with him. They actually kind of stand there and take it, which... I appreciate that about them, the <laughs> Hicks and the Skids, which kind of surprised me. I figured there'd be more arguing, but they kind of just take it and say, okay, yeah. and then go on.
0: Well, the key thing, slow-mo normally always indicates a fight. A fight. Well, I guess it's a verbal altercation. But in this slow-mo walk-in scene, Devin, and I don't really like this, but I mean, it is what he's doing. He's both doing the Catholic... Cross yourself thing. I don't know what that's called. No, like know. where you touch your oh. head and heart and go across. But then he's also with his other hand
1: flipping, flipping the bird. Yeah, I noticed that.
0: <laughs> so he was just being as sacrilegious as he could possibly be walking in this church.
1: <laughs> Is it even a Catholic church? I don't know. Or is I don't know he just trying to know. be as <laughs> he probably has <laughs> as offensive as possible in his own way.
0: Glenn is duck facing hard when they're walking into. Did you he, notice that? Yeah, like <laughs> almost like he's excited.
1: I think he kind of. Well, one Wayne is there, and that always excites Glenn because he loves Wayne. But I think he also just Mister Sassy Pants that he is. I think he's kind of excited because he probably knows why they're there. And he knows he's about to tell them off. And you know how you get that feeling sometimes when somebody is trying to be like, nah. And you can be like, oh, it kind of gives you that sense of, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're about to just crush them with your words. And you kind of feel powerful. I don't know. Maybe that's. (laughs) No, I have. I just revealed a horrible part of myself to the
0: world. (laughs) Josh makes fun of me because I get what he calls pre-mad, where I have already won the argument that hasn't even happened yet.
1: (laughs) You've played it out in your head and you've won. Yes.
0: I also do that a lot while driving. I threaten, like, they better not come over here or da-da-da-da-da, and Josh is just sitting in the passenger seat like they're just over there driving. and (laughs) They're fine, and that's not even happening, and you're already mad. That's
1: so funny. Nate does that too. There are so many times. Okay, and just this is a, a little tangent, but Nate did not cry when he had his nipple ring ripped out. I need to throw Correction. that out there because he corrected me. And so now I can correct the podcast. But he does that thing, too, where he gets pre He envisions what's going to happen. Yes. And he gets all worked up about it. And it's like, you've created this scenario in your head. I feel Calm you, Nate. Down.
0: Just go into everything super aggressive. <laughs>
1: But yeah, like, Glenn, he, he knows he's already won this argument in his head. So he's feeling pretty confident and therefore sassy about it. Yes.
0: I noticed a lot more things because of the slow-mo. I, I got to kind of really zone in on each of the characters that were in this. Okay, so Dairy's in his, his dairy <laughs> His barn clothes, clothes. His barn clothes. And the place he works is actually called Dickie Thompson Dairy Farm. Dickie thompson Dairy. Because I stopped and I looked at that. What I was trying to see, though, was I noticed Stuart had on a band shirt. And I thought, oh, what's Stuart listening to? And it's called Empyrean Plague. Is it a real band? I I did not. Oh, Uh, why did I not look that up? I didn't look that up. But Devin also has on an Empyrean Plague shirt. So
1: supporting each other.
0: Yes. They're they're each other's hype buddies too yeah. in a different way.
1: Yeah. And the hicks are theirs, too. Like they're all kind of not the level of peppiness that the the hockey players are, but yes, they, they all definitely have, have each their, other's backs.
0: Yeah, they have their own hype in different ways. Yes. So, Glenn says fluff culture's out there and you can't <laughs> own you can't own an idea like that. So, they have nothing to stand on. Okay, I know you fast-forwarded through the sounds.
1: Well, I didn't fast-forward through this part, just the montage part. So when you were saying you stopped and you looked at everybody's profile? you didn't. um, I didn't see that part, but when Glenn's talking to him here, he talks about one of the ads that you talk about, the the filter.
0: (laughs) Yes, but on here, when he plays these, my initial thought for one of the sounds was, you know those tubes that used to have when we were little where you'd like flip them up flip and it, it upside and it it was like it made a weird sound you flip mm-hmm. the other one it made a weird sound that's exactly what it sounded like and i could not figure out what it was called those are called grown tubes apparently
1: i've never heard that that name before i know that this was the thing you're yes. talking about yes well that's what they're called i they're didn't called know what they were grown called, grown tubes
0: and the second one he plays i that must be what it is it sounds just like it <laughs> and then the last one sounds like an old-timey emergency siren <laughs> Like, the tornado is
1: coming. They talk about not wanting him to sound too staged. But, yeah, none of those, for as much as I heard throughout the course of the episode, none of them sound real. That's not what real ones sound like. I yeah. don't know. But, yeah, Glenn's especially at the end.
0: I couldn't imagine the sound artist that would have to... I mean, I'm sure they had a good time <laughs> with finding things like that. But you wouldn't want... To, like, real life record those things. That's disgusting. They'd be like
1: Devin with the laptop just cringing away from it. (laughs) Let me hold this out towards you.
0: So we're on, like, the last scene or so. Uh, The Hicks go back to the stand. Wayne says he never joined Fluffbook, which I didn't realize. Because I thought
1: he had... Because Glenn wanted to be his friend. Mm -hmm. But Um, uh, maybe he wasn't his friend because there wasn't a, a profile there. Maybe.
0: And Wayne basically says, well, you shouldn't
1: fluff in front of girls. And Katie
0: says, yeah, that's true.
1: I love this stance on it. And you don't do it in front of girls. Some things are sacred. She'll be slower and slower to climb into bed with you if she's been smelling your stuff all day long. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean. Common sense. Common and sense. People. Katie agrees. But I think that that kind of is, we've talked about him before, how he kind of, he can be a progressive thinker, but he has some old-fashioned values. I find this just to be one of his Wayne, old-fashioned, politeness things. Yeah. It's just not polite to do this, so you don't do it. Yeah. And that's the only reason you need. It's weird
0: to me that Dan thinks it's weird that you wouldn't fluff in front of a girl. I guess in this universe, Dan's got a very skewed
1: Well, opinion. he just... I. I think maybe his thought on it is, if somebody loves you and is comfortable around you, they'll love all of you. They won't see this as a flaw. It's just a human thing. Like, yeah. everybody poops. Everybody fluffs. It's just part of life. Yeah. Whereas Wayne's like, there are some things that can be private. Dan's like, oh, man this of is mystery. Me. man of mystery. <laughs> <I> love it.
0: <laughs> and then Dan tells a story about how his cousin met
1: Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> he says, is this a true story?
0: Yeah, Katie said that's not a true story in ways. It's, yeah, it's
1: it is. It's, she's just like, oh my God, because it's a very, it's a horrible story. But yes. but maybe that's where part of his opinion of it comes from. Hey, these two people love each other and that they know the worst about each other and still choose to love each other, which is yeah. how love should be. Yeah. But it's still gross.
0: It's gross. And if he could just not, that'd be great. <laughs>
1: We would appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So here are my notes on on that scene. I put down, Wayne's pounding him back, apparently. He's sitting there, you know, just getting drunk. And he says something that I really like. Katie mentions, you shouldn't be pounding him back, basically, because tomorrow's a great day for Hay. And he said, if you can be a man at night, you can be a man in the morning. I love that. I love that saying. I've never heard it before. I,
1: I hadn't either, but I just like Wayne so much.
0: He's just so great. I hate that they refer to how Jarrett met his wife as gorilla poops. I get what they're saying.
1: But. <laughs> well, they're talking about uh, like jackass had just come out and it was a whole oh, big thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. I know I'll get some emails about this. I'm not a jackass fan.
1: I could watch some of it, mostly because... I had a crush on Johnny Knoxville, and I had a crush on Bam. But there was lots about that show that I couldn't watch. Things like Gorilla Pooping, I couldn't watch those ones. If it's just Johnny Knoxville shirtless, I could watch it. But
0: (laughs) I don't like
1: gross, like vulgar, vile grossness. I don't
0: like vulgarness. I don't like seeing people get hurt. I don't find that Uh, funny.
1: Oh, yeah. Then Jackass is like not for Yeah. Because that's basically all they do. literally...
0: Film of people getting hurt, hurting themselves. (laughs) They
1: made it into like three movies. (laughs) Yeah. And multiple shows. I think there's another one coming out. I don't know. Like, they're too old to do that now. It's one thing when you're 17 and you're 21 and doing this crap, but they're all like in their 40s. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville's probably in his 50s now. Yeah,
0: I don't know.
1: Gonna break a hip.
0: Wayne says not everything needs to be on the internet.
1: And I agree. Well, and again, that's the underlying message of this whole episode, which if you can get past all of the fluff sounds, is actually pretty good and kind of a like a life lesson. Yeah. Don't put all of your stuff on the internet for everybody to see. Some things should be kept private. How much stuff are you putting out there?
0: Be a man of mystery. Be a man of mystery. Or woman of mystery. Be a mystery person.
1: Well, and you know... Facebook does that thing where it pops up your memories. And my memories from a year, you know, two years, three years, even five years ago, they're not too bad. But when my memories from like 12 years ago pop up, I'm like, girl, what were you thinking? Why? Some of them I just go through and delete because they're embarrassing to me reading them by myself on my phone in my bed. Why would you put that up? Why would you say that?
0: No one needs to see
1: this. Yeah. It doesn't need to be out there anymore.
0: Derry says if someone can't love him him putting his bowling scores on the internet he's not sure he wants to be with him
1: dairy's so awkward he's, he's so, so he's so nerdy. sweet though love his heart yeah so Derry wants to be loved for his bowling scores and dan wants to be loved for his fluffs and wayne just hey you can figure out if you love me i'm not gonna give you all of this information up front
0: as he says playing it close to his yeah, chest play
1: your cards close to your chest
0: And then the very last thing, Stuart obviously likes Katie because he's just sitting there playing the fluffs over and over again.
1: And you've had, you know, a crush on a guy when you kind of just creep his profile and that's what you do. Like, oh, did he put up a new post? Does he put up any new photos? When Nate and I first started seeing each other, talking to each other, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that was a big part of it was me Facebook stalking him for a little while, in case you didn't know that, Nate. Now you know, Nate. (laughs) I'm sure you knew that. (laughs) But going back and looking through all of his older photos from before I met him. Yeah. I could just picture Stuart. Yeah, just sitting there and kind of like pining over this page of hers. Mm -hmm. Feeling like he's close to her because of that.
0: Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's a false sense of
1: closeness that can develop. And I can especially see him playing it up in his head to be more... Because the hockey players get mad and Katie's like, oh, it's not a big deal. But to Stuart, it's like, oh, she did like mine. And there would be something more to it than that.
0: That could be special to her. Yeah. He's hoping or assuming that that is a special thing that she is doing.
1: It makes him feel like they have that connection. Yeah. Whether or not, I mean, it could have been nothing. It could have been that she did actually like But in his head, I feel like he thinks that it's a lot. It's a big deal. It has solidified something between them
0: they have something yes though.
1: there's something there
0: and the last note that i have on this whole episode is in stewart's basement when you're doing the zoom in and you see and like it's the slow zoom in on his face his basement has like some sort of wrestler masks faces stamped on the walls did you notice that no
1: i'll have to go back and
0: look and i know that k trevor wilson is really into wrestling i don't know if maybe jared and some of the others are but there's definitely a masked face and it's stamped on all the walls in the background of the basement. Ooh, that's kind of creepy. I don't very, know why, but that a, gave me like
1: a creepy chill.
0: It's creepy. It's all red and it's all the same one, but I just got distracted by it when I was watching this time. So. i have to look at that now. So we did it. Yeah, Yay! we got through this we episode. We made it through the worst of the worst. <laughs> Only better from here. Yes. And we're almost done, but this time we're going to do a small segment that I'm going to start calling What's the Scoop? And that's just going to be where we talk about any kind of news we hear about, Letter Kenny, just anything interesting or pertinent to the show or the podcast. So what's the scoop? I know you heard something. Yeah.
1: So I was, you know, the entity that is the internet. The internet told me the other you day. You called that it up? To, yeah. I called him. <laughs> I didn't skip the middleman. I had to call the internet. Mm -hmm. And there's a, like a petition going around for Jared Kiso to play Wolverine. Yeah. Which never been a huge X-Men fan. Yeah. I I like Hugh Jackman just fine, but I could see him. It just as burly as he is. He's just so muscular. (laughs) Uh, that's an interesting choice. And, We're into it. Yeah. Well, and also, I would like to see him expand his career. I want to see him in more things. I don't want it to be like, he did Letter Kenny and then he kind of didn't do anything else. Yeah. I would be here for it.
0: Well, adding to that, I, again, I have stalked all these people, obviously, and listened to all of their interviews. I listen to a lot of the podcasts that some of them have done on other people's shows. And Jared Kiso has a, not a mantra, he has a way of looking at the industry it's very specific he doesn't like la LA. he he just doesn't want to live in la and he thinks that canada is kind of selling itself short he wants canadian actors and people in the entertainment industry to be able to become famous and grow in canada yeah and so he's very adamant about working there, building up your career there. And Good so for he him. worked really hard to do that. And I didn't know this until after you told me there was a petition going around for him to be Wolverine. I didn't know Wolverine apparently in the comics is Canadian.
1: Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so he that would be so perfect. Well, I I knew that well, I'd been told my husband's kind of a comic book geek and he had said something, or I had heard, read somewhere, I don't remember exactly how it came up, but Hugh Jackman's very tall. Like He did a really good job as Wolverine, and Mm -hmm. he did a really great job as that character, but Wolverine in the comic books is not supposed to be that tall, and so Jared Kiso's only like 5'10", Oh, wow. So, like, his, his he height. Huge. I know. He just seems so giant. <laughs> but that he would be physically mm-hmm. very fitting that to would be play Wolverine. So, I would watch that one. I've only seen, like, one or two of the X-Men movies that are out right now. But I would watch that one.
0: <laughs> I would, too. I'll sign that petition. I'm I'm down for it. Yep. And I think that would be great. I wonder if he would try to have them shoot in Canada. I think that would be
1: probably cheaper for, for them even I could see not wanting to get sucked into that Hollywood lifestyle. It does seem like it kind of wrecks a lot of people's personal lives and things.
0: He said he's happy in Canada. He plans to live there and he wants to grow his career there. And I think that's so awesome.
1: And I've noticed the last few years with shows like Letterkenny and Schitt's Creek... There have been a lot more Canadian shows that are coming to America now that we can see. You know, everything's not coming out of New York and L.A. anymore. Yeah. Things are starting to come from Canada. So maybe his dream will come true. I, I, hope.
0: I hope that for them. Me too. I could see him creating some sort of production company and doing really well, honestly, up in Canada. Him as, you know, the head of a production company. I think that would be great. I have a few things written down that I found out that maybe aren't. It's not like hot gossip or anything. (laughs) What's the tea, maybe? I didn't know it, and so that's just... This is just me... Finding finding something out. Finding (laughs) something out. So it's not really news. It's just like, Megan, get with it. (laughs) So I read an article on Age of Nerd. I think it came out February 5th. That Letterkenny has at least two more seasons. So it's been renewed for at least two more
1: seasons. So we're going to get at least 11. So... I need some closure on some things like they do such a good job of leaving you hanging till the next season. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like a continuing story. I don't know how I would like to see it end. You know, like some shows you're like, this is how I want it to end for these characters. But for me, I'm like, I just want to see what you guys are still doing like on your day. -day
0: I don't know how long they'll go, but give them more than 11 even because they're so short that I just keep constantly wanting more. So I would be down with Fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> if they want to go that long. Yeah, I guess it's up to Jared. And then something that isn't news related at all, but I just found out. I guess Katie, not Katie, Michelle Millette used to be, who plays Katie. Oh, okay. <laughs> used to be a professional cheerleader. I could see
1: that. She, I mean, she's very fit.
0: Yes. I <clears throat> could see her being tossed up in the air. And, yeah. Yeah, she seems like she'd be, like, she's already in good shape, obviously. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Nathan who plays Derry, is going to be in the new Resident Evil reboot. It's coming
1: out in 2021. Oh, I bet he dies. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. How I don't know. I totally
0: likes. see that happening. I
1: just can't see him being a surviving character oh, in a Resident Evil movie.
0: Oh, he, I'm sorry. Maybe he'll
1: pull it out. I doubt it, but I <laughs> I hope you do. We saw Jared Kiso in something the other, I said the other day, it was probably months ago. Um, It was some war movie or godzilla kind of movie he's, he has he was a in short, godzilla. that's what it was then yeah he i was...
0: love godzilla movies that's a weird <laughs> fact about me i love Godzilla. i couldn't movies.
1: remember which one it was but yeah he plays like he's a, like a military person yes. yeah. for a little bit because you're we like he's perfect for oh yeah he has that stance and that demeanor but we were like hey my friend <laughs> it's wayne i know you
0: Okay, and then Dylan Playfair, who is Riley, we already talked about before at some point. He's kind of, a, not really a Disney kid, I guess, but he he's already on a Disney thing. He's on mm-hmm. Descendants. He is Gil Gaston, I think. He's so he's
1: Gaston's Gaston. son. Gaston's son. Gaston's son with who? Doesn't he die before he procreates? I don't know. I've never seen it, so I don't know what that, I'm just sorry. I
0: No, I don't <laughs> know either, but he's a bad guy. Oh. I know. Well, but he's kind of like a bad guy in the way that, like, the hockey players are bad guys. You okay. know what I mean? Like, goofy, dumb. I don't think that... I, I don't know. I don't watch Descendants. I'm, <laughs> I might just be <laughs> doing this entire okay, thing.
1: You're a grown-up woman,
0: so... I'm an adult, and I'm not trying to watch the Disney TV show <laughs> or movie, whatever it is. But I saw an interview where he's talking about being in this TV show... And he was really worried because there's some dancing elements to it. He was an athlete, obviously. He said, I, "You know, I'm very athletic and I can do you know sports moves, but I'm a little hesitant about this dancing." So I immediately stopped that interview. Took looked at a clip of one of their dance scenes, and he does so. Damn good. Really?
1: I'm going to have to look that up now.
0: Yeah. Dylan Playfair, you'll never hear this, but if you do, you did a great job. So kudos to you. He does this backwards worm thing where he's moving in slow motion and with just his upper body strength is slowly letting his body go down it takes it has to take so huh. much muscle to be able to do and i was like damn look at him go <laughs> it looks great you did great all thumbs up but he is kind of in that disney family and he's going to be in the new mighty ducks reboot i think it's a tv series oh. for disney plus
1: see that'd be good since he already kind of has some hockey background
0: yeah. he's a hockey coach in it
1: Oh, so is he like Emilio I think he's Estevez a mean one, though. Oh.
0: I know. I hate I I hate I don't want
1: you to see him play a mean person. Our,
0: <laughs> I hate seeing all of our personal friends from Leonard Kennedy play mean people. Because
1: we know them. Because
0: we know you and your hearts are so sweet.
1: Yeah. You are pure
0: Stuart oh Tyler. Not Stuart, Tyler. Is gonna be in a movie called A Picture Perfect Wedding. It's 2021 movie. It is a I don't know if it's a rom com. It's very. It might just be romance. Huh. Strictly romance. And that'll
1: be kind of nice to see because if it's even if it's rom com, he'll be cleaned up in it. Then yes,
0: I've seen a steal of the movie and he looks great in it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he he was in Supernatural twice. He plays two different characters. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's like in season one as a teenager. And then he comes back many, many seasons later and plays a person that's possessed by an angel or a demon, something oh, like that. Okay. So he's not the same person, but they yeah. had him, they hired him two different times because I was I was watching that with Scarlet the other day, and it was one of those moments of hey, that's There's the guy from American. But he, ha- you know, he doesn't have his skid yeah. get up on. He has his short hair and.
0: Well, that's what, with this movie. I was like, damn, he cleans up real good. I mean, it looks like a completely knew.
1: different person. Yeah. Without that wig and that hat. Yeah. When without him being all methy. <laughs> Looking
0: legit greasy as a skid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then the last thing I have down is our lovely Jonesy. <laughs> Andrew Hart. So apparently he was on an episode of Upload, which is an Amazon TV series.
1: Is he? A- Oh, so we... But I couldn't find the episode he was in. We watched season one, Mm -hmm. and I really, really liked it. And then we canceled our Amazon Prime. Oh, no. (laughs) And so I haven't been able to watch anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, he's credited for an episode, but I can't find him. I could not Hmm. find him in it. So, I don't know. I saw another person put up a question like, Hey, did anyone find where Andrew Hur was in this episode? Because he's credited as somebody... And I just couldn't find him. So, if, if anyone out there knows... If they can find them, send a screenshot or something. And then, of course, lastly, you know that I spent one of my lunch breaks... watching a and i
1: knew you would so
0: pathetic
1: so i checked my i i wake up in the morning and if dexter's still sleeping i'll go ahead and check my facebook and check my instagram and check my email and all of that Mm -hmm. fun stuff and get it out of the way and i watched his instagram story because i follow him on instagram yeah and i was like oh that'd be but i didn't watch it but i immediately thought of you i was like megan's gonna watch that and she can tell me about it later
0: (laughs) Gonna use this to eat? Absolutely not. I'm gonna <laughs> watch Andrew Hur talk about fitness and he was as adorable as I needed him to be. <laughs> he looked like he had bed head and he had on like thick room glasses like I had and it was just so cute. Okay, but he was talking about he was talking with his trainer about just what they were doing to get him ready for a photo shoot and like the different things that they did to work out. Marcus McKay, I think, is the name of his trainer. And I follow him now. He's he's like really inspirational. He's got a lot of really cool stuff he talks to. He answers people's questions about fitness. So, I mean, let's be honest. I watched it for Andrew, but <laughs> it was it was really informational. And I got a lot more out of it than I thought I was going to. And while I was on there, the guy who plays Rawls oh, yeah, popped Rold. up. And he said something like, Andrew apparently writes. He's a writer. Oh. And I was curious as to what he writes exactly. But Andrew said something like, well, you know, I'm not really a writer. And then Evan was on the Instagram live comments and he said, you are a
1: writer. And I was like, oh, I love to see that. That is so cute. I love encouragement for, yes.
0: And I just thought Evan must, he seems like a really
1: sweet guy too. He's throughout the the course of the show role does become not a favorite, but I enjoy watching him in the scenes. Like he's got his little quirky ways about him that I enjoy.
0: At first I kind of saw him as, Maybe a little bit of annoying side character, but then he worms his way he works my his heart way, yes and I'm like oh my gosh I love yeah I,
1: uh, I just want to comfort him and care for him and let him know everything's okay because
0: he's so nice and comforting and supportive of everybody and it, Evan seems to be really similar but I don't know I'm, glad I'm putting personal personality traits on these people <laughs> because you're my friends so
1: it's not projection she knows <laughs> so anyway that's
0: the episode and that's what's the scoop so I guess thanks for joining us and
1: we'll see you next time see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Not My Forte, the Super Soft Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or further insights regarding this episode or future episodes,
0: feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put Not My Forte in the subject line.